Yes, it's a good... Good morning, Grand Valley, and welcome to the big gig. We're underway for the swing and soiree. Another couple of hours. No, only an hour or two of conversation here this morning. It's a Wednesday. It is a short day. I'm Howard Monroe. Bob Slider is here, and uh, we trust that you know who you are. I'm chuckling because... I am really forgetting how to do all of it. It's, it's been less than a week, Bob. I don't think it's – no, a little bit more than a week, but it hasn't been like a month. I feel like I've been gone forever. Yeah, it's been a week and a half, but don't feel bad. I was kind of like uh, looking over here like, what, what was I going to mess up here? <laughs> Things are – It's uh, if we if there's a little, you know, glafluchies every once in a while, it's just because I'm, ba- I'm getting into the swing of things. I can't remember how to get into our tech service. I don't remember <laughs> – how to get to our text line. So I don't have a text line right now. I'll, well, I'll figure it out. <laughs> you will, Howard. You know, I'm, I'm, we got a lot of catching up to do. I can't remember our Christmas party. So uh, we're going <laughs> well, to make a... We're going to make a... Uh, hold, let, me, let me... Time out here. I think you can't remember the Christmas party for a different reason. Because I was drunk. There was, that's the reason. <laughs> that's the reason, yes. No, you know what? I saw you. I was here briefly for the party. I was really glad. Uh, thank you for doing that party. You were kind of the big mastermind. No, I was not. <laughs> no, I was not. <laughs> and um, but you were just you were having fun. I mean, you too you much were, fun. Yeah, too okay. much fun, Howard. You know, again, you would know better than anybody. You and I used to be beer drinking buddies. That's yes, what indeed. we did. We would belly up and we and would drink Christmas, beer. And when Christmas party time came. We were really beer drinking buddies. We were, and I just can't do it anymore. I knew I was in big trouble the second beer. The second beer, <laughs> I wasn't feeling the beer buzz. I, I, I knew I was drunk. I, I knew that the beer had overcome me, Howard. <laughs> and uh, that's ew, 1230, and I was rolling. Well, I knew you were having fun, and uh, you seemed to be in a happy, pleasant beer drinking mood. Yes, happy, happy. Yeah, yeah. Happy, happy, happy. You know, you, uh, my wife picked me up. Because we were running out to do some other stuff on Friday. She came. Bob comes out to the car. Nancy, hi. I'm drunk. <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> That's okay. That's and okay. I, and I, the, the biggest problem I have is uh, I don't remember saying goodbye to a lot of folks. And and everyone that I, I checked with uh, said, yeah, oh, yeah, you, you said goodbye. You, and, you know, you walked us out or you walked us to the door. It's just – it's amazing, Howard. I just – I have uh, – <laughs> I have a lot of bits and pieces that I just don't remember. <laughs> well, anyway, it was a good – what I was here was a good party. Lots of fine folks here. Uh, the brief period of time I was here, I had a good chance to talk to a few people, and everybody seemed to be happy too. Yeah. Some of them were also a little, um, you know, having fun. And I, I got to say this right out of the bat because I didn't know about this until Saturday morning, but we had a real honest-to-goodness – Christmas miracle. Oh, excuse me. Just feet away from your sitting right now. Really? Well, I'm not kidding. And I was so drunk, I had no idea until Saturday morning. What was it? What happened? Doctor Angelo Georges probably him. probably him. saved a life right right here at our Christmas party. Really? His crew was here, and that's the uh, Saturday morning sports huddle hosted by Doctor Angelo Georges. And uh, his friend growing up in Shadyside, a gentleman by the name of Brad Powell, who's a top-notch attorney who lives in Cincinnati but comes occasionally, has a lot of family here. And when he does, he joins us on the Saturday sports huddle. Well, I guess they were standing there having a good time, how we're talking. And all of a sudden, Brad had this chicken combination, I guess, meat, skin. Uh-oh. Become lodged, yes. In, in his, and he's a big guy. So... Luckily, the guy standing right beside of him, Dr. Angelo Georges, 
gave him like three quick thrusts. The Heimlich? Now, again, I, I got this from people that was there. I guess it dislodged and hit Howard Carnell right between the eyes. <laughs> Now everyone was cheering. That's not funny, but <laughs> Howard was somewhat disgusted, but no, he, he he saved him right there. So Saturday, when all this dawns on me, Howard, when we take a break, I I, I tell Brad, Brad, I'm so sorry, I didn't know, and I asked him. I said, "Was was you concerned?" I said, "Did did it dawn on you that you could be in trouble?" And he said, "Yes." So he, he felt. Well, at first he could breathe through his nose, and then that went away, and he could not breathe at all, Howard. So imagine that. We had a Christmas miracle, and uh, man. Right. <laughs> Way to go, Doc. <laughs> well, yes. Well, for heaven's sakes, thank God the Doc was here. Yeah, standing right beside him. So, uh, you know. And, could you and that perform was, the Heimlich if you had to? Uh, you wouldn't want me doing it. I mean, I would try. I had break ribs or I something. I think you'd end up, you know, hitting me. Tell me, get right. away from you. Right. Somebody else maybe jump in. I mean, there. I know what you're supposed to do, but I, I wouldn't want to have to do it. I did I did once upon a time have CPR training. I mean, there's a little technique training, to it. I mean, you but, just can't grab them and squeeze them. you got to know exactly where. Yeah, but I think these days if I, you know, I would try if somebody was. But I think I would, I would, I would probably break a rib or something. Well, that gives me a lot more credit for every strength than I would suggest. But at any rate, it was uh, uh, well. Go well, good for Doc George. Good yeah, for Doc George. It was, it was it was really good, and and, and a lot of people here, Howard. I, I I lost track of time. A lot of people, a lot of folks came bearing gifts. Good. Yes, it's really good to fill in for you during holidays, Howard. So yeah, I was, and you know, I'm I'm so, and I remember this. But uh, Jennifer Croft came in with her daughter and had gifts. So I, I, I got a chance to sp spend uh, talking to Jen. And hopefully I wasn't too drunk, Howard. But it was just just a really, really good party. Well, it, the, little, the brief period of time I was here, it certainly seemed that way. And you say no, but I say you were the big, uh, you were the big, big, big um, planner behind it. I won't, uh, I won't cause, I won't put the, I won't put the, the almost dead, uh, guest on you but. no no but, but if you're if we're going to give a credit the pine room boys did five hours out. holy mackerel they did five hours uh the catering carrie's catering uh lisa powell from the hoagie king l grand Patron. No, i met her i met her lisa just uh, you know they always chip in great guess who our very first guest was howard uh, hank no, a young man by the name of Justin from the Big Seven WTRF, and I felt bad because we hadn't we, we hadn't got all the food out yet. Oh, and I thought, man, is he on lunchtime? Is he? You know, I don't want him to go back to the Big Seven and say, man, they don't have anything up there. I went all up there for lunch and there was nothing. I got, I got nothing. I got nothing. He is a director. That he he looks like he just got out of high school, Howard, and he's a really young guy. And you know, I had a couple beers in me. So I'm telling Justin, by by the time he, he probably couldn't get out of here quick enough, you got to crack some heads down there. You're too nice a guy. Come on. <laughs> Show him who's boss down there at the Big Seven. Let me tell you something. He's not boss, and you're not boss. <laughs> right. And that word probably got back to Brenda Danehart. Who's sorry, be, sorry, Brenda. She's it was be, the Bud Light. She's going to be calling me pretty soon. Like, who said that they were the boss down here? Was that Howard? Did you say you were the boss? Yeah, hopefully fire. I didn't get Justin it in trouble. Fire. And guess who else spent some time in my office, had a couple beverages? Uh, Tyler Vanji uh, came up, and it was excellent to catching up with him. And, I had never met out. Tyler in person, I hadn't so. until Friday cool. hour. So it was it was, it was really good time. Good. Well, that's well, it was a good party. And we all can't wait to hear about your week, Howard. You're the ones with down at the really, really nice digs. You know, the neat thing is, I think I fooled them. I think they actually believed I belonged there, you know, because I didn't at the Greenbrier. 
Um, but I think I think I acted well enough. You know, I've got some acting background, as you know, and I think I carried myself well, and I wore really fancy clothes, and I put a coat and tie on for dinner, and, you know, I did not wear, you know, like I have on today, I did not wear sweats anywhere during the, during the day, and uh, I think I tricked him. I think I tricked him. One uh, morning for, I don't know, a couple hours, we had uh, help from the Big 7. We were trying to track down the weather for the Greenbrier, and we came up with, you got a couple inches of snow, or did we mess that up? No, you, no. I don't know if it was a couple inches, but it was a clear blanket of white. Uh, it was right after dinner. I bet you were giddy. You know, as you know, the audience doesn't, this is a Uniglobe trip, and Uniglobe took a bus down. My friend Mike and I had thought, hey, you know what? We want a little flexibility while we're down there, right? Maybe you can run out and do some different things. Maybe take a little extra time going down, come back. So Mike and I thought we would drive down, meet the bus when we get there, right? And you were the one who said to me before we left, said, do you, you know. Yeah, you're going to the mountains. It, it's, it may not be the best weather down there. And that kind of stuck in my head. And then the day we got ready to leave, I looked at the weather forecast and it looked like uh, torrential rains is what it looked like. And I said, you know what? Bus looks pretty in- inviting. <laughs> bus, I think they got a seat for us on the bus. So we uh, we took the bus down. Uh, and I'm really glad we did. Driving down, uh, no snow, but it, there was a torrential downpour. There was so much fog. If I had been driving, I would have pulled off the road and sat out the fog. It was just absolutely socked in fog. Uh, Eric, the bus driver, who I've, has been our bus driver many times before, Eric just keeps on going, you know, right through the fog. And then, yes, uh, we were uh, Tuesday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, we were at dinner. And as we leave dinner, there's a there are huge glass windows you can look out in front of the Greenbrier right outside the dining room. And we, we just stopped and we're looking out at the trees and the lights. And all of a sudden, I said, holy crap, it's starting to snow. A little bit of snow. And then more snow. A lot more snow. Snow, 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 snow. And, um, yeah, it, it put a nice, I mean, it was, since I had chosen not to drive, it was a really beautiful winter wonderland almost there. It yeah. was really nice. And then we kind of wondered what kind of footwear that Howard would t- would take along to the green. We kind of thought maybe you had your Gucci of, of uh, loafers or your <laughs> flip-flops. Maybe you weren't ready for the snow, but you didn't have any problem keeping your uh, feet warm, Howard? No, and it, I, we, didn't, we didn't go out a little bit during the snow. We, we caught a shuttle that the, the Greenbrier has. We were actually just going to the Christmas shop. They have a special Christmas shop at the old train station in White Sulphur Springs, turned into a Christmas shop. So we took that, and we were the only people on the shuttle at the time. And a delightful woman, who she told us used to drive for the trash department of White Sulphur Springs. Now she drives the Greenbrier. And she took us uh, on a, t- a complete tour of all the grounds. We went, She just drove us all around everywhere. So we get to see, because we were kind of confined to the building, and you know, I didn't go out much. And if we did, I, I can't walk too far. So she took us all over the grounds, up to the gun club and out to the horse farm and, you know, all around. It was really, it was quite fun. However, it was the the day after the the snow, and she told us that the day previously when the snow come down, she said it was black ice everywhere down there. She said she had a very hard time driving. So, um, Well, if you were to slip and fall and injure your back, that might be the place to do it. <laughs> well, I kept hoping the snow would come down because I was trying to figure <laughs> out, now, how would the Greenbrier handle that? If, if the snow kept coming down and we got socked in, you know, to the point that we couldn't get out, 
Would they just say, oh, all right, stay here. You know, we've got some spare rooms. I, I, I don't know. Uh, but it was, uh, it was, it really was a great time. I'm going to tell you, I had just a tremendously good time. Um, I, you can't really describe how, how beautiful the Greenbrier is at Christmas time. You know, you can say what you want to say about J.J., Governor Justice, but it, it was a heck of a smart investment on his part. I mean, it really is a jewel for West Virginia. Um, just decorated up for Christmas like crazy everywhere you look, you know, bows and trees and ribbons, and it's just perfect. And they do something called, which is the reason we were there at this particular time of year, they actually call it Christmas at the Greenbrier, which is designed for kids. Teddy went a couple years ago. And they they have gingerbread house making, and they have ornament making, and they have times with Santa Claus, and they have letters to Santa Claus. And the place was absolutely packed with kids, kids just wandering around in their finest, you know. Some of them were in their uh, Christmas PJs all day, you know, the red and green PJs. They wore them all around the, 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 the Greenbrier. Some of them just had on, you know, some of the really, really young girls had gorgeous red dresses on. But it was so neat to see all the kids there. And although Teddy was not with us, I was so happy to think about the fact that he had had a chance to experience this a couple years ago at the Greenbrier. It was just, it was just I'm telling you. Now, let me be at 7.22 in the morning, 22 after the hour here with about 50 degrees everywhere. And I didn't do the forecast. I should tell you 50 sloppy degrees outside, by the way. <laughs> a little rain, maybe. Yeah, if you're just getting up and getting going, uh, it is, uh, it's drizzly, it's uh, sloppy. It's warm, though, 50 Pretty much across the board, we're going to go up to around 55 today, just so you know. Adam must have had more vacation than the time than he thought because I didn't see him on the Big 7 this morning, Howard. So I'll be shocked if we hear from our friend Adam Flake. Mm-hmm. Uh, he checked in with us last week, and, and that that's the person that i gotta, I got to thank, first of all, the most because I don't know what I'd have done without him. Uh, my good friend Shane Stack came in every day, Howard, mm-hmm. and it was uh, Shane and I. We even named it uh, Sly. I took top billing, Slatter and Stack, <laughs> and uh, it was really great. Uh, I don't again. I don't know what I'd have done without him. But we had Adam last week. He took Thursday and Friday off, but uh, today's Wednesday, right? Yeah, he, he wasn't he, there this morning. He is scheduled Thursday and Friday, anyways. And uh, so I didn't expect him tomorrow. But I don't think I, we'll have him today. Okay, well, and, and Bob Westfall won't be here today because it's not it's, his day. It's Wednesday already, Howard. So think about that for our highlights. We're jumping right in here on Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Do we have any? New Year's time off? I don't even know. Probably Monday, I would a think. Friday, I'm, Monday? I don't know. Okay. Well, we'll have a little New Year's Eve show, maybe Friday. I don't know. Are you taking another day? Are you getting no, more no, vacation no, no, day? No, 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 no. No more days for me. No, no more. I've got next year's uh, big, big. Um, Probably going back to Greenbrier, aren't you? Let me say, it, <laughs> let me say in all seriousness, again, I was with my friend Mike Welling, Mike and Lou Ann. I said to Mike, I said, if I would, I would be happy to make the Greenbrier a yearly Christmas trip. And I mean that sincerely. Mike, however, said, how are we going to get here? We're going to drive because we didn't drive this time. I thought, yeah, that's a good point. We got, I looked to see if Amtrak would go down there. I, I think my best bet's going to rent a private plane. I think that's probably going to be too expensive. So I don't, don't know how to get there. But you joke, if I could, and I'm trying to figure it out, I would love to go down and make that a tradition. Just maybe one, two nights at the Greenbrier Christmas time. It's just It was just so much fun. And Bob's so relaxing for me because I just – I want you to know, I did tune in to the show very briefly. That means like five seconds, a couple of times to your show. Um, 
didn't read the newspaper, did not get online and check the local news. I just, I just relaxed. I sat, you know, we had high tea, high tea, you know, we have high tea. Every, every day at 4 o'clock in the upper lobby, it's high tea and crumpets. And I had high tea, and I just sat there and drank my tea. In the evening, I loved when everything else was done. <coughs> we had seen the movies. We had done the, the, the shopping. We had done the, the, the dinner. We just, uh, I just loved to sit in the lobby, beautifully decorated. They have music playing, entertainment, you know, kids, not kids, they were young adults singing, sat there. It was just so relaxing for me. So I relaxing. Can, I can picture that. Now, the swankiest hotel that I've ever stayed in is the Mayflower in Washington, D.C. And what was great about that, just like you pictured, every once in a while, a celebrity would walk by, a, a big hitter. Did you? Was you celebrity watching? Did you see the governor? Was Baby Dog there? Anybody? I, was anybody there? I was not celebrity watching, and I did not see any celebrities, I don't think. But I was on the lookout for Governor Justice. I kept looking to see if J.J. was going to be there or if Baby Dog would make an appearance. They have a Baby Dog boutique, which I thought, oh, this would be cool, get a lot of Baby Dog stuff. Nah, it's a pet shop. It's a shop just for getting things for your pet, your animal down there. Um, but it was just, I, it was just, I'm telling you, I, I, I mean, this is, it, it's the first time, I think, in years, Bob, that I really and truly just relaxed. I just, I just relaxed. I didn't. No, no worries about that. I was worried about. I knew that you had things under control up here, and uh, it was just, it was just really great, 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 uh, great week. Well, here's the most important question: Did Nancy have a good time? I believe she did. I believe she did. I asked her that, and she said, "Oh yeah," but she kind of said it like that. Ha! Oh yeah. <laughs> No, no, I think seriously, I think she had a good time. Too. I mean, but, but what I'm getting at, there's something for everyone like you. I can tell you don't need much. You just want the atmosphere because that that's what works for you. Would that work for everybody? You're looking around like, well, well what, know, what, what the, are we going to do now? The other major thing they have besides high tea and crumpets, <laughs> the other major thing they have is an entire full, floor full of shopping. Oh. <laughs> so... Uh, Nancy and Luann on more than one occasion. We think we'll just go down to, they had a name for that, Candy Cane Lane, something. We're just going to go down to Candy Cane Lane for a while, and the shopping <laughs> the shopping continued. So, so yes, I think that uh, she did. Now, I want to be clear, and I want to, first of all, state a fact and then say something. It ain't cheap. Staying at the Greenbrier itself is not cheap. Buying lunches and dinners at the Greenbrier is not cheap. Nancy and I had one dinner for just the two of us, $220. So it is not cheap, and I, I want to say that. And there's not, I mean, you can leave, if, if you have a way to get off the ground, you could go to Lewisburg or someplace and go to a coffee shop or something, but there aren't a lot of inexpensive restaurants at the Greenbrier. The, the other thing I want to say is it made me realize how lucky in life I am right now that we could go and we did that, that we could go and spend, I said, I've always called it a week. We spent, I think, four days there, uh, that I could spend time at the Greenbrier, that I could eat dinner and pay $220 for a nice meal. And it really made me realize how lucky I have found myself at this point in my life. Um, and I recognize that not everybody can do that. And so I, I feel really 
I feel blessed about that. So I have some more Greenbrier stories maybe to tell you. I want to catch up on some of the news of the while I was gone. I want to get into that. And um, I'd like to hear, I don't know if you did it on your own show Friday or not, but I would like you to share highlights of the week from last week for me when we come back here from the radio show. Right now, it's just about 730. I've already run, one. I said I'm not used to this, and I'm, but one thing is normal like always, Bob. I'm running late. A little bit behind. Are you concerned about losing your home or automobile if you file for bankruptcy protection? Find out if you would lose any property by calling Tom McIntyre at 304-232-8600 or have a free chat conference with his office online at McIntyreLaw.com. Tom has helped thousands of people in our area. He can answer these questions for you. Call 304-232-8600 or check him out online and have a free chat conference. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. Join the Nailers for a post-game light show on Kids New Year's Eve. A ball drop and a free sparkling great toast for the kids. Get free hats and noisemakers and champagne available for purchase. Puck drop 610. It's all part of the family New Year hockey weekend. And why not start the party early on Saturday with exciting hockey, two players signing autographs, and a jersey raffle. Game time 710. Come to the New Year hockey weekend celebration. Call 304-234-GOAL or go to wheelingnailers.com. Make organizing your home your first New Year's resolution with help from Menards. Keep your home organized with Closet Culture Closet Solutions. They're easy to adapt and made with steel, wire mesh, and wood, creating a sturdy storage solution. Get an 8-foot steel and wood closet system for $499.98. Check out this and more great deals going on now during Menards New Year's Sale. Price is good through December 31st. Save big money at this is great conversation for the holidays or any time of year. You're listening to the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Bringing in a brand new year. Listen, dear, won't you meet me here while bringing in a brand new year. What's kind of music we've heard of the Greenbrier? I just had a flashback. Uh, someone else dancing uh, down the hallways here on Friday. At the party? <laughs> At the party, yes. <laughs> Any more you want to tell about that story? Nah, we'll keep it. We'll keep that private. Okay, all right. That's very good. Bringing in a brand new year. My plan for, let me see you all know. First of all, yay to me. 
I did get the text line working. It took me forever because I forgot how to do it. It's, I'm going to be very simple and direct about it. I forgot how to do it. Of course, the first uh, text I get here this morning, how, uh, uh, Bob. Uh-oh. Bobby. <laughs> hey. You and Shane were excellent. Howie, you better not go away again or you may be gone for good. Jeez. It's Christmas time, folks, and Howard goes away Christmas time. We have a whole year to wait. <laughs> but I heard from through the grapevine that you had a lot of good stuff uh, while I was gone. I tuned in really briefly. I heard you and Bear talking, I think maybe Monday, and I tuned in to – oh, actually, I tuned in and you were – it was Rocky's show on Wednesday of last week. I truly did not listen to anything, but I did have some – we had a lot of people, by the way, on the uh, Uniglobe Greenbrier trip. As always, listeners to the show, perpetually stopping me and asking me questions or telling me things I need to talk about when we get back. So, uh, And they reported back to me. Several of them were listening to you down at the Greenboro. I don't take offense, but I did not. It was my intent to stay away. If I was down at the Greenboro, I don't think I'd be listening to you either, Howard. So <laughs> no, no offense taken. I had an idea, and it kind of worked. You know, I'm old school, Howard. I'm, I broke into radio in a time where people actually picked up the phone and called you. And there could be maybe two or three people waiting to talk to you. A long time ago. I love that about radio. I want to hear what you have to say. You won't have to agree with us, but 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 I love that. So I had an idea. Remember those uh, gift cards that we didn't use for Thanksgiving? I do, yes. <laughs> I bribed our callers, Howard. I bribed our listeners. How did it work? It worked really, really good. I think we had over 20, between 20 and 25 we had a ladies' day on Wednesday, ladies only, and Julie won twenty five dollars, cool. which was really really good. Julie won again on Friday. Oh. We had the big <laughs> drawing Friday for fifty dollars, and this time I think there was fifteen people in there with Julie. Nice. And she won again, and she came down to the Christmas party. So if you had fifteen people, that means you had at least fifteen calls. Yeah, we had, we had, but I had to bribe them. I don't want you to think that you know the phone lines were just uh, magically blowing up, Howard. No, I had to bribe them. But the, you know that's old-fashioned radio. We'll give you a prize. You, you call. I'm I'm learning from this. Okay. Yes. You bribed them. I get it. That's uh, okay. I'm, I, I bribes work for me. I get it. When you bribed them, when they called, did they say things of any interest, or was it like just give me my give me my gift card? Funny that you say that because we had a gent by the name of Butch. And we said, look, you don't have to spend a lot of time on here. Say hello, Merry Christmas. You can even say you guys stink. Well, Butch took us to heart and <laughs> said, you guys are idiots. <laughs> but we signed him up anyway. He did not win, but uh, he was, uh, full disclosure, he was in the drawing. He just wasn't lucky on Friday. So out of all those, we had one bad egg, Howard. But that wasn't too bad. No, it wasn't bad at all. And, you know, a lot of times we just went right to the phone lines. But uh, we had a, a couple really cool top fives. Bear jumped in and helped us. We did our top five things that we absolutely hate about the state of Ohio. Oh. And, and I could have done a couple hundred of those, Howard. You, you know that. <laughs> yeah, right. And then we came back the next day and we did our top five things we love about West Virginia. And I could have done another 500 there. So that was really good. But uh, we had good guests and we had good calls. And again, Shane and Bear uh, bailed me out. But the gem, Howard, was this. And I hope people enjoyed it because I just love talking about it. Uh, you know what a mystery guy I am. And Friday we did a show, which the next, the following day, Saturday, was the 26th anniversary of the Anthony Praviano murder. First of all, let me say, I said this before we left, 
I can't believe it's been 26 years. 26 years. So Friday, one day before the anniversary, Shane really, really studied up. I mean, he came in that next day, and he knew a, a, a much as much about it as I did. We, we, my only mistake, or my biggest mistake of the week, I only gave us 30 minutes for that. I should have done the whole hour because there was so much more to talk about on the anniversary. And you know how sad it is, Howard. You know, we, we forget that uh, some folks uh, don't have the best of Christmases, and, and, and that was tragedy from the get-go. And it, w- it, was, it was really awesome to go over from the, from the uh, corner saying, no, I don't want to do that. You know, the, we, we, we tried to get everything in there that happened, and to me it, it, it was really, really good. And I was so thankful that, once again, I got to spend some time uh, with the Anthony Proviano murder case. You covered that case. You covered the, the uh, trial. Yeah. I did from the uh, from the jury selection all the way to the verdict and and on the on the anniversary. Again, I was so thankful to be, to be able to talk about. I never want people to forget about that, Howard. It was just it was a debacle and a tragedy, and it was right on Christmas. It wasn't that the one you have to re- refresh my memory. Uh, the coroner was Manuel Villaverde. Am Just, I am I right? J- yes, yes. I think you Manuel Villaverde. He uh, he ruled it a suicide. The gun was found ninety feet from the from the body, and uh, he had uh, taken a room at the Days Inn, but but chosen to go over to the food and, and just brutal weather to, to to kill himself. And and the investigators pleaded with him from from the get go. Please do not rule this a suicide. It but he ended, did. He did, and it ended up really uh, coming back to bite the county. Uh, I don't know if it was ever disclosed the amount, but there was a lawsuit and just a really nasty black eye. He was criticized. Again, you did this. I'm just trying I'm trying to get this back in my head, Bob. He was he was really criticized, obviously, for the suicide ruling. Wasn't again? Was he not the one who kept saying, "I I know my job"? Somebody said, "You know, you didn't do your job well." He goes, "I know my job." And he was such a horse's ass. You know, they even asked him. <laughs> I, I don't know if he's still living or not, but you know, 26 years ago, that would even come up. And, and during the trial, he, you know, he said, "Look, uh, I still say it's a, a suicide." Just to, and when they took a, a closer, I know you're not the biggest uh, a, a handgun guy, Howard, but they also proved when they took a closer look, the weapon that was used to kill Anthony Proviano was was an automatic, meaning that it ejects the spent shell cartridge and, and puts a live round in, into the chamber. When they looked closely at that bullet, they determined that it was a misfire. The, the live round in the chamber was the trigger was pulled, but it but the gun jammed. So what kind of a guy would suicide, shoot himself, and then try to shoot himself again, and then say, "Ah, oh, the hell with this gun, it's junk." Throw it ninety <laughs> feet down the hill. That's what you had here with him. Again, you remi- I, I remember this now, but I've forgotten all that. Just just terrible from the from the get go to the investigation got messed up, and they had to channel two. I don't know if you remember this or not, Howard. KDKA felt so bad for the Proviano family that they lent them a chopper. Their their channel two chopper. Their idea was they were going to retrace the. The steps, the route, for Anthony from Cincinnati, and that's how they found the car in St. Clairsville at the Days Inn parking lot. Cool. I remember part of that. I know that you have all. It's always been in your mind for the last twenty six years because we still don't know the whole thing. You know, uh, Marlene Smith was convicted. I think there was at least a couple more people there, Howard, that, that, that got away with murder. So that goes down in the annals of unsolved mysteries at the level of maybe Sister Roberta of the uh, Salsa uh, Joe's uh, 
murders, those kind of things. Right? The only thing, the only difference is Marlene Smith was convicted. She died in prison and never said anything else. I kept waiting. Again, Howard, law and order has, has ruined you and I. I kept waiting. Here it comes. She's, she's going to tell everything. And she, she went to her grave. Not, never saying anything. So that was the highlight of your week? That was the it highlight? Was. It was. It, it really was. I, I really enjoyed that. And again, you know how it goes, Howard. It, 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 that half hour seemed like it went away in, in three minutes. So your highlights, uh, lots of phone calls. We got to talk about that. We got to see if we can't find some more bribes. Well, we got to get some more gift cards. We'll, we'll, we'll work right now. If bribes work, uh, then you know, maybe again, cash. If, how much if, you got in your pocket there? We'll throw some cash. Hang on, I got a twenty dollar bill. <laughs> I can throw one twenty in once a week, maybe. Then, but that would be kind of cool. Uh, and I don't mind bribing people if the if they turn into calls that are fun, you know. Yeah, it was real quick, in and out. That's why we had so many of them, Howard. But uh, now, could we do that every week? No, you know how it works, Howard. We 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 put one week together, slider and stack, and uh, we were really really uh, looking forward to you coming home, Howard. Uh, so, um, off the Frio Stack auction service text line, which I do now have up and running, the first thing was someone telling me to just stay home because Bob Shane did a much better job than me. Not surprisingly, Abe is in the action already here morning, early Abe. this morning. Good morning and happy new year, Mr. Monroe. A trivia question to welcome you back to the airwaves. Which Wheeling mayoral candidate is the only community organizer in the state of West Virginia? Completely unqualified. Referring to, I was thinking Glenn Elliott, but that's not right. Maybe she is he mean Rosemary Ketchum? I I wasn't sure. I don't I don't have the answer for that. Uh, this was apparently for Christmas time, and it may have been for you. But maybe you didn't get it because I don't know that you checked text while. Nah, we didn't do that. Nah, text. When it calls. This is Abe's Christmas list number one: a landslide victory for Denny Magruder. Go ahead, you can cheer, Bob. <laughs> well, that's what I kind of say. But hey, what a long way to go. The re-election of Commissioner Don Nickerson. I kind of suspect that'll be true. The completion of the streetscape project. Oh, please let that happen. And uh, the survival of downtown wheeling businesses. Okay. Uh, those are good Christmas wishes. I thank you for that, Abe. Let me see uh, what else do I have here. Frio Stack Auction Service text line is up and running now. 304-214-1600. It would be... <laughs> it's not a bad idea. It would be great to have a weekly segment... Murder was slider and stack. Or Monroe. I mean, you're into that murder thing, too. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. I I never get tired of talking about the murder, especially the, the unsolved murders, Howard. I um, I actually I told you this story, and I have not, not yet got it, sir. I bought you a Christmas gift while I was at the Greenbrier, and it was the story of a Charleston Daily Mail reporter who was murdered, and whose murder is yet still unsolved, and I had planned to give it to you, Bob, uh, as a Christmas gift. And <clears throat> oh, I won't say my wife, but uh, somebody left it at the Greenbrier and forgot to bring it home. So, but I will try to get it for you at some point because uh, it is. I know that's kind of the thing that you. I know that's the kind of thing that you like uh, like to have. So it was called Murder on Staunton Road, and it was about a Charleston Daily Mail reporter was murdered down in Charleston. But I still don't have the book. It's, uh, however, I'm sure somebody is enjoying it. Somebody apparently <laughs> picked it up at the Greenbrier and was, uh, was reading that. Let's see. i uh, got a lot of text here, but some of these are before. 
Uh, okay, I think most of these now go back to when, when you were here and some of them reference things. I don't know what they're talking about. Frio Stack, Oxner's text line is open, 304-214-1600. I started to say a few minutes ago, here's my game plan. Bob and I are going to talk today, talk about Christmas, talk about uh, some of the news stories of the week while I was gone, because there are a couple of things I do want to comment on. You may have talked about them while I was away, but I want to get some of my licks in on that. So today is just kind of catch-up day. Any of you who want to call in or text in, we'd love to have you as part of it. I have no bribes. I'll work on that, but uh, I have no bribes. <laughs> we'll have that next week. But if you want to call 304-232-8255 or text in 304-214-1600, Frio Stack text and, and uh, phone lines. Um, and then tomorrow, Bob, if all goes well, I haven't had firm confirmation, but tomorrow is going to be year in review day. I have invited Mayor Elliott to join us. I've invited Rick Healy to join us, and I'm going to have Stephen Adams in here talking about the year in review in the state of West Virginia. So tomorrow will be looking back in awesome 2023. That's the game plan. Uh, also, maybe Mac Warner. Mac wanted to come. <laughs> Mac wanted to come <laughs> on to talk about the need for poll workers. And that's okay with me. Um, we're having time, a hard time finding his, his schedule is very tight. Uh, but I made it clear. I said, I'll, I'll, we'll do the poll worker thing. I'm okay with that. But I still think you're crazy on this CIA stole the election sort of stuff. And we'll talk about it someday, but not tomorrow. So that's my, just so you know how the game plan goes. But today is kind of ease into it day, Bob. I thought we'd talk about just the stuff that we missed while we were away. 7.46, 14 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, Bob, do you have, a, you have a sports update for us coming up soon? I think I do. All right. right, slider on sports, not far away. My name is Waleed Garib. I'm an interventional cardiologist at WVU Reynolds Memorial Hospital. One thing that I would like people in this Ohio Valley and across West Virginia and really across the country to know, the goal of healthcare is not to help you get by. It's not just to keep you alive. It's to help you thrive. And if we can get you back to your 100% potential, that's our goal. And we're going to keep working at it until we get as close to it as possible. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. Attention Ohio Valley neighbors. Are you ready to embark on a journey to find your perfect home sweet home? Meet Kelly Kent, your trusted companion in the world of real estate. Step into a world of reliability, trustworthiness, and integrity as Kelly takes you by the hand to explore the possibilities waiting for you in the Ohio Valley. Kelly Kent isn't just a salesperson slash realtor. She's a devoted community member dedicated to enhancing the lives of her neighbors. With a heart for service and a passion for creating lasting connections, Kelly is here to make your real estate dreams come true. 
true. Do you have an elderly family member looking to downsize? Kelly specializes in seniors' real estate, ensuring a seamless transition to a home that suits your loved one's lifestyle and needs. Kelly Kent understands that a home is more than just four walls. It's a place where memories are made and dreams come alive. Kelly Kent, turning keys, opening doors, and welcoming you to the home you've always imagined. Call today and let the journey begin. Call 304-559-8501. This is Kelly Kent from Cannon and Cannon Realtors, Robert D. Kennan Broker, and I just want to say, let's go Knights. The coffee is brewed, phone lines are open, and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. I don't know how. Last night I was a happy man. Look at where I feel right now. It's gonna be a You and I will have time uh, tomorrow or Friday to talk about how we see 2024 shaping up. Again, tomorrow is going to be sort of a reflection back on 2023 with some of the key players, uh, Mayor uh, Elliott, uh, Manager Healy. Uh, hopefully, I haven't heard back from any of them yet, but hopefully. Uh, and uh, Stephen Adams, I think, is is uh, is in to talk about uh, uh, the state of West Virginia. 7.50, 10 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I don't know. I'm sure that somebody has probably called and asked you, Bob. But I will say, yes, people might have just heard that last commercial. And they're asking, is that Kelly Kent who used to be here on the radio, part of the broadcast? Yeah, that's her. The correct answer is yes, indeed. That is Kelly who used to be with us here and is now actually out getting, well, you know, she's got a real job. <laughs> so she's out doing So listen to the commercial. And remember, you'll be supporting Kelly who used to be right here uh, with us. And also, uh, some of you may be saying, well, wait a minute, you didn't have Adam, didn't have Taylor. Uh, WTRF is, I think everybody's on the same thing I did. I think everybody took an end-of-year break. And so we don't have a lot of the TV7 people here for the next day or two. Uh, not our fault, not their fault. It's just everybody's, I think everybody's taking a break, Bob, which I get. So they're they're out and about, and I want you to, in case you get concerned about that and say, well, why come I don't hear from Adam, or how come I don't hear from anybody? And we won't hear Adam for the next couple of days because he's. we know he's off at least through the end of the year. All right, 7.51, 9 before the hour. We are the Watchdog Morning Show. I'm Howard Monroe. He's Bob Slider, and he has Slider on Sports. Howard, when the college football season started, it appeared very unlikely that the West Virginia Mountaineers would play in a bowl game. Would you agree with that? It appeared unlikely they would win <laughs> 500. <laughs> that might even be an understatement. This afternoon at 5.30, the 8-4 and four Mountaineers will face North Carolina, who are also 8-4, and four, in the Duke Mayo Bowl. In Charlotte, North Carolina, WVU is favored by six and a half points. You can catch it all on the home of West Virginia University, the Watchdog Radio Network. The Pittsburgh Steelers announced. Let, let me let me yes. just for a quick second, so nobody gets confused. Because this is not being produced by the WVU people, but rather it's an ESP. I think it's ESPN, right? Broadcast. I think so. Yes. We are required to turn our stream off. You must listen to us over the air. You cannot listen to us online for WVU today and today only. That's part of the contractual arrangement. I thought I might as well say it now so I don't start getting texts about it. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, exactly. So we will have WVU on AM 1600, AM 1370, FM 98.1, FM 97.7. It will not be... By contractual requirement, it will not be streaming live. There you go. The Pittsburgh Steelers announced yesterday that Mason Rudolph will start Sunday in Seattle. 
The Steelers must win against the Seahawks and win next week in Baltimore to make the playoffs. Game time, 4 o'clock Eastern time. Seattle is favored by three and a half points. There are two weeks left in the NFL regular season. If the season ended today, this would be the conference standings. The number one seed would be the Baltimore Ravens, number two, Miami Dolphins, the Kansas City Chiefs at number three, Jacksonville Jaguars, number four, the Cleveland Browns, the number one wild card at number five, Buffalo Bills at six, and rounding out the playoff field would be the Indianapolis Colts with the number three wild card spot. Looking possibly to get in, number eight, Houston, at number nine, the Pittsburgh Steelers. In the NFC, the San Francisco 49ers are at the top spot, followed by Philadelphia, Detroit, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at number four, the Dallas Cowboys with the first wild card spot at number five, then the LA Rams and the Seattle Seahawks at number seven with number three. Outside looking in would be Minnesota at number eight and the Atlanta Falcons at number nine. The Pittsburgh Penguins traveled to Long Island tonight to face the Islanders. Game time, 7.30. We're a little early this morning, Howard. Slider on sports time, 7.54. Um, I, we're talking, I talked about the Greenbrier earlier, and I have a few more Greenbrier stories I will tell you coming up in the next hour. You want to uh, hear Sam Snead, Howard? Well, <laughs> Sam doesn't want to hear what I had to say, I'll tell you. Uh, I, I, I will tell the story next hour, and I know that uh, Jerry Ames shared some of it because I put some of it on Facebook. It was a real highlight, Howard. Uh, and i got to tell you, I, I told you there, there were some uh, listeners to the show who were with us, and um, the day after I posted the Sam Snead thing, Several people came up and said, "That's right, that's right. You, we knew you'd tell it. We knew you'd tell the truth." On there. So, I will tell the Sam Snead, and I will talk more about some of the other food as well. But uh, we're also talking about Christmas. And um, let me ask first of all, did you have a good Christmas? It was a little different this year. You know, uh, Christmas by myself isn't uh, the Christmas of before. But you know, I'm a I'm. A, only child, uh, I was able to just, you know, just relax and not think about it too much. You texted me at one point, your boys were with you for a while? They did. They stopped in. They must have felt bad for old dad. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was good to, to hang out with them. But it was a different different Christmas than I've ever had before, Howard. Yeah. I um, I got some interesting gifts. And I, <laughs> clearly, and I think some of this is your fault. Uh-oh. Well, I won't say fault. Actually, I'm glad. I, I but, thought you'd love that Barbra Streisand well, that's book. that's where I'm going with this. All right. Here are some of the gifts. First of all, I got a new iPad, which I have here. I'm I'm very excited. My wife got that for me. Um, you know me. I love the new gadgets. I love gadgets and stuff. This is a brand new iPad with my brand new Apple Pencil. And uh, the only trouble was I didn't have it set up to work here at the radio station, so I wasn't connected to the network. And so I, but that's my problem. Brand new iPad. Gorgeous. That's great. But apparently a lot of people caught the bumper music stuff, okay? I'll begin with you. Bob got me a... Well, quite frankly, it could be used for a doorstop because it is a giant book. It's a big book. A big book. The, the brand new Barbara Streisand autobiography. You can get past that picture in, on the front, Howard. You'll I, be I, right. I, may, I may take that picture and make it into a poster. I'm Jeez. not sure. It's a gorgeous picture, my beautiful Barbara. So uh, Bob got me uh, the, the new Barbara Streisand autobiography. He gave it to me on Christmas on party time Friday, Friday evening. I read the chapters on politics, a couple of chapters on politics. I j- jumped right into that, and now I'm starting to work my way through the other stuff. So, first of all, thank you for that, and it, that that's kind of set the tone. Then my uh, Ariana's mom, uh, granddaughter Ariana, granddaughter Ariana's mom, uh, Jonathan's girl, got me two 
two Barry Manilow albums. Wow. <laughs> Which was delightful. I can picture you there in your jammies. You got your book. You got Babs there in front of you on your lap. And Barry Manilow yes, playing were, softly they, in the background. They were, they were, they're albums, vinyl albums I can play on my phonograph, which I have in the living room. So uh, thanks to Jasmine for, for that. And grandson Teddy, <laughs> now he bought, bless his little heart, uh, he bought everybody gifts on his own. He picked things out for everybody. My wife and I think maybe his mommy got earrings, how he thought that was a good, I mean, it was a good idea, but little kid thinking that. You know what he got me? A book about the Beatles' Yellow Submarine. Wow, he was paying. See, yeah, he knows what granddad he likes. He knows what granddad likes. <clears throat> so he got me a book about the Yellow Submarine and a Yellow Submarine. Which is a granddad, we can take this in the swimming pool next summer. <laughs> so, there you go. So, so I think a lot of people must have been listening to the bumper music because those are all the key bumper music things that you've played for us uh, over the past year. The Beatles, Barry Manilow, Barbara Streisand. I was hoping you might uh, share some of the steamy uh, uh chapters uh i heard she did a lot of hosing in her early days and i don't know what shade of gray it'll be howard but uh, a little risque in her early los angeles years oh if only i was there uh, <laughs> well, but you can relive them with those chapters I, I, I have not gotten to those yet but I, I i believe you're right i have heard about that and then i got a lot of other gifts i don't want to imply that these are the only things these are the ones that come to mind bob i got a pair i I got a pair of shoes with holes in them. Aren't they called like Crocs? I guess they are. <laughs> Howard's got the Crocs on. All I don't have them on today. I was going to wear them. I can't wear them in the rain like this. All of my kids, and by that I mean my adult kids, all my kids wear Crocs. My daughter-in-law, my son, my all my sons, daughters-in-law, they wear Crocs. So they got granddad a pair of Crocs. So now I've got shoes. With holes in them. I don't understand this concept of shoes with holes in them. And mine, because it's me, mine is are lined with fuzzy fleece so I can be nice and warm inside my holy shoes. So those are a few of the things that I got for uh, for Christmas, and, and they were fun. It was a lot of fun. And a lot of other stuff, too, don't get me wrong, but uh, those were the things that really jumped out at me. Next hour, I want to talk about some of the news that we didn't get to talk about while I was away. A couple of important things, a couple of just lighthearted things. And we'll do all of that and more uh, coming up uh, on the Watchdog Morning Show. But in case I stand one little chance, here comes the jackpot question in advance. What are you News. I'm Derek Dennis. Winter weather in the West and an apparent sick out at the nation's busiest airport making the post-Christmas travel rush crowded and difficult for many. The TSA screening 2.65 million people yesterday alone. TSA and FAA staffing issues creating hiccups at Atlanta's Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport, the busiest in the world. The TSA telling ABC News, we did have an unusual number of employees call in sick today. Additionally, there were blizzard warnings issued, creating a very 
busy morning at ATL. ABC's Gio Benitez. Analysts say spending for the Christmas shopping season went up 3% from last year, but consumers are expected to return about $173 billion in unwanted merchandise. Shopper Michelle Can says she learned the hard way the deadlines for returns have changed. It used to be 90 days. Now I think it's at 30 days for a lot of things, and it never used to be that way. Gas prices are also up. The national average spiking $0.06 cents a gallon to $3.11 over the past week. On the migrant crisis at the southern border, a meeting today between Mexico's president and a U.S. delegation. Mexico's president admitting there's a price tag for keeping more migrants from crossing from Mexico to the U.S. President Obrador saying he wants the U.S. to send more development aid to migrants' home countries, giving them an incentive to stay where they are rather than making the dangerous trip through Mexico to the U.S. Mexico also wants the Biden administration to reduce sanctions against Cuba and Venezuela to make living conditions better in those nations. ABC's Andy Field. There's a caravan of some 8,000 migrants headed to the border now and a plane load that had to be diverted to Philadelphia instead of New York due to bad weather. The Israeli military expanding its ground offensive into urban refugee camps on the outskirts of Gaza City. And it comes after Prime Minister Netanyahu wrote in an op-ed that peace from Israel in Gaza will only happen when Hamas is destroyed, Gaza is demilitarized, and Palestinian society is de-radicalized. You're listening to ABC News. Spilled your drink? Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up spills quicker. And each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less than the leading ordinary brand. So you can get back to your night. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. Why is the world's number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery-powered tools. From trimmers and blowers to mowers and more, trusted by homeowners and pros all over the world. And you'll find service and help from experienced professionals. Real Steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks for their respective companies. America's Strategic Petroleum Reserve is getting a boost after the largest sale in history last year. The Department of Energy buying 3 million barrels of oil, spending an average of a little more than $77 each. Last year, the Biden administration sold oil from the reserve to help control prices after Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Former James Bond actor Pierce Brosnan in hot water in Yellowstone. He got a ticket for wandering into areas that are off limits to tourists. Brosnan reportedly filming a movie nearby. Questions this morning about a series of break-ins at a Pennsylvania home. Tiffany Zabara claims a man entered her home four times at night since September. And he's going straight to my daughter's bedroom that's at the top of the stairs and watching her sleep. In Coatesville, Pennsylvania, west of Philadelphia, she says she changed the locks after the first time, but then the door was accidentally unlocked or the man broke in. She set up a camera and shared video of the man with Coatesville police, who've posted pictures of him on social media and are interviewing the family. Chuck Sievertson, ABC News. Two teens heard in a mall shooting in Toledo. Police say a 15-year-old boy accidentally shot himself, and a 15-year-old girl was hit when a bullet ricocheted. The boy expected to face several charges. And this could be a really busy weekend at wedding chapels in Las Vegas. Wedding planners there say since New Year's Eve can be written out as 123123, a lot of people will try to get married there on Sunday. The record for a single day of weddings in Vegas, just under 4,500. I'm Derek Dennis, ABC News. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. 
Of course, I use Mr. Clean Magic Eraser to clean tough messes off my stovetop and bathtub. But then I discovered I can also use it to easily clean my patio furniture and even my shoes. I'm hooked. And when wipes won't cut it, I use Magic Eraser Sheets. They're thin and flexible erasers, perfect for everyday messes, like gunk on my counters and sinks. They really are magical. The reviews are in. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and Sheets make cleaning look easy. I'm Dave James on the Ohio News Network. Federal authorities are looking for the suspect in the murder of a woman early Saturday morning in the Cleveland suburb of Bedford. 41-year-old Joseph Bowman has been identified as the suspect. Bedford police say 45-year-old Saritha Ballantyne was found shot in the head in the upstairs bedroom of a home. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost was the victim of a swatting call at his home yesterday. Colin Dorsey with ONN affiliate WBNS-TV in Columbus has more. The Attorney General's office confirms Columbus police showed up and searched the home but found nothing. Yost was not home at the time. State Representative Kevin Miller says Licking County Sheriff's deputies responded to his home around the same time for a swatting call. This comes after Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene was the target of a swatting call on Christmas Day. Police say the call was through the suicide prevention lifeline from a man claiming he shot his girlfriend and would shoot himself. Greene said this was the eighth time she's been targeted with this type of call. I'm Colin Dorsey. Bowling Green lost to Minnesota in the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit yesterday, 30-24. to Next up for an Ohio team is 7th-ranked Ohio State playing number 9 Missouri in the Cotton Bowl Friday night. And Saturday, Toledo plays Wyoming in the Arizona Bowl in Tucson. Toledo is 11-2, Wyoming 8-4. I'm Dave James on the Ohio